Welcome to Calvary Revival Church Podcast, where we exist to know God, live generously, discover purpose, and make a difference. Wherever you are listening from, our desire is for this practical teaching to make a difference in your personal life and in the lives of the people and community around you. And now, let's prepare ourselves for an uplifting experience. We're going to John 20. And we're going to Luke 8. Look at somebody and say, release her. Say it out loud. Say, release her. Look over at a brother and say, release him. John 20, verse 11, and Luke 8. We'll share in some detail this morning about uh, a woman who is well-known but There's much misinformation about her. Her name is Mary Magdalene. And we'll try to, in the process of you being released as a woman of God, we'll also help you see some of the misinformation that has come about this particular woman in Scripture. In doing so, I want you as a godly woman to recognize that oftentimes the way, the primary way the enemy keeps you in bondage is to give you wrong information. And so if he can keep you wrongly informed, not only about the Bible, the word, the church, but wrongly informed about yourself, he can then categorize you in a way that locks you into something for the rest of your life. Somebody say amen. It's only the enemy that creates terms like permanent underclass permanently marginalized, permanently oppressed. Because how many of you have realized that with God, no condition of the enemy is a permanent condition? And so the enemy, by misinformation, will try to make you accept a place in life, accept a station in life, accept a stage in your life that was never meant for you to be there forever, defined by it, or stay in that place. It was always meant for you to, it to be a passage for you into another place that God had designed for you. And the passage place that you're in, no matter how dark, God is using that to equip you for the thing he's getting ready to take you into. Can I talk for just a minute? There were Israelites who had peeped out the land called uh, Jordan, uh, the promised land, And when they came back, they said to the rest of the Israelites, we can't take the land. Why? It's beautiful. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's got big old grapes and and all kinds of fruit, but we can't take it. They said, why? They said, because when we stood before the sons of Anak, the giants, we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. But they're not sunk yet. They're not sunk until the second phrase. And we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. You see, it's not how they define you. It's how you define you that makes all the difference in the world. And what you have to do is decide you're not going to define me in a different way than God defines me. I will not accept the definition of the enemy in my life. I want God's definition for my life. So if you say I can't, God says, I can. I'm going with what God says. If you say, I'll always be here, and God says, you're coming out, then I'm coming out. And 
and I'm not going to wait till I see it. I'm going to shout on this side of the miracle because I already believe God. I just need to know are there 15 women in the building that already see yourself on the other side. Renewing her is for the purpose of releasing her. And this release is not just freedom from something. It is freedom, watch this, to step into something. Can I say it again? So this release is not just a release from something. It's a freedom to step into something. And it is this joy, this revelation of what you're stepping into that causes your faith to arise for where you are right now. I need you, I need you, sister, look at another sister and say, I'm going somewhere. I tell another sister, say, I'm not stuck. And so when you recognize you are not stuck, then it causes your faith to rise to see beyond where you are. I was trying to give y'all time. You found John 20? Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting on the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. Look at your neighbor and say, don't leave yet. Look at your other neighbor and say, you might see somebody. Look at your other neighbor and say, don't leave yet. The story's not over yet. She started to leave. I don't know. Is there a woman in the building that started to leave? You, you almost left. The tomb was so overwhelming to you. The grief was so deep. Uh, uh, the death was so hard that you started to leave. But you didn't leave. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus. She didn't recognize him. How I many you know sometimes your grief can be so deep that the tears in your eyes block the message from your heart? How many of y'all realize that sometimes the darkness can be so deep that even as a Christian, you can't see your way out. I just need y'all to talk back to me. Uh, how many of you realize there can be times where the losses are so overwhelming that even though you're a woman of faith, your faith seems to dwindle. It doesn't seem to be enough for the current situation. And you start to walk away until you realize that you might be at a tomb, but you're not at the tomb by yourself. That you're standing there with Jesus at the tomb. And so he says, sir, he says uh, uh, dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? These are important questions. We'll get back to them. She thought he was the gardener. How many of you know that sometimes our problem is that we haven't identified Jesus for who he is? We think, he's a way, we, we think he's a way finder, he's a way maker. Uh, 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 we, we, we think he's just, all he can do is comfort you. We don't realize he can lift you up and put you in a different place. We, we, we think that he's with us in trouble, but we don't realize that he's the way out of trouble too. We, we, don't, we think he's a gardener, but he's not just a gardener. Sir, she said, if you've taken him away, this is a bad woman. Tell me where you put him and I'll go get him myself. I ain't got nobody to help me. I'll throw him up on my shoulder and carry him right back up to this tomb. Mary, Jesus said, and when, she, when he called her name, she turned to him and cried out, Rabbi, 
which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to my father. But go find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. Yeah, somebody, anybody wonder why he didn't just tell the brothers himself? Because they didn't stay at the tomb long enough to get the message. And I can't get no help in here now. I'm preaching to brothers that won't say amen and sisters that are scared to say amen. I, but I'm going to preach anyway, y'all. I'm going to preach this like it's my last time, y'all. I, I got a word from God. It's been bubbling in my spirit for three months. I, I heard God tell me I'm getting ready to release her. I'm going to release everything that I put in her. I'm going to release it. I'm, I'm going to change the world with her. I'm going I'm to move the world with her. I'm going to change folks and change lives and change generations through her. Uh, he said, I need you to be faithful to release this word because there are lives and futures and generations that are depending on the women who sit in this place today who've been weeping at the tomb but I'm getting ready to reveal myself to them I'm ascending to my father and your father to my God and your God Mary Magdalene found the disciples <laughs> and told them I have seen the Lord and then she gave them his message now I want you to read a little a little uh, preemptive information on Mary Magdalene from Luke 8, 1, 2, and 3. Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns. And this is before he died, of course. And villages preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him along with some women. Somebody holler, some women. He took his disciples with him along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. My God. Seven. Seven. And there's an important reason why it's seven. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others, other women, who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples, the same disciples that didn't believe they were significant, they were eaten because these women were financing their ministry. Y'all didn't hear what I said. Come on, sis, you don't see yourself yet. You don't understand who you are yet. You don't see your own significance yet. Father, thank you for the word. Now release the power of it and the anointing of it to break yokes in this place. And we boldly declare, God, that you will do what you've determined to do in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. I need y'all to talk back to me for just a minute. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody holler, release her. Why do, why do I have to preach this? Maybe a brother asking that question. Why did Pastor David have to go so hard? Do women need, do they need the permission of a man to, so that they can become who they need to be? Does, does Lady J have to get David to preach and then get Bishop to preach because these women can't be until they get permission from a man? And so that's why they got to preach. No, what they need is the repentance of a man. They, they need a man that will say, we held you back. We kept you down. We abused you. We mistreated you. But we've come to that we understand the error of our ways. And we recognize that the God, the demon of sexism has caused God not to be seen for who he truly is. For the Bible says. 
said he created them female and male and he created them in his own image so if all you got is the male side you've only seen half of who God is you got to have all of it in order to see who God is but we left the women standing at the tomb weeping over their losses and weeping over the death and weeping over the brokenness but I need to tell you ladies that Jesus is coming by that tomb and he's about to speak into your life and he's going to turn that tomb situation around so you will no longer be defined by what you have been you'll be defined by who you're becoming preach man Mary Magdalene mistreated by the world and the church I'm going to kill y'all's movie ideas of Mary Magdalene she wasn't Jesus girlfriend and she didn't get pregnant by him. Kill y'all's movie ideas. And I'm going to kill y'all's church ideas. And she wasn't no prostitute either. There ain't nothing in the Bible that ever indicates that Mary Magdalene, and I know some of y'all think y'all deep, y'all flipping in your Bible. Flip on. You ain't going to find one verse. You won't find a verse. You will find an indication that Mary, the sister of Lazarus, she might have been one because she was identified as pouring out ointment on the feet of Jesus. But Mary Magdalene is never identified in Scripture as the prostitute uh, who is pouring out. You see, this is the God of sexism that works because she can't be delivered of seven demons unless she was a prostitute. Talk to me, y'all. She can't be, why she got to be a hoe to be rich? No, no, no. This is the work of demons to minimize who a woman is and make her less than what she is so that she identifies with a false concept of who she is and she never arises to be who God has called her to be. But oh, I want you to know that we're killing that today in the name of Jesus. You are coming out of your tomb today. I need y'all to holler for 13 seconds. I need you to give God praise in this place. I need you to run to two women, grab them by the hand and say, I will not let the devil define me. Come on, I will, I will not let the devil define me. I don't see y'all. I won't let him define me. Here's why. Because I am not defined by what I've been. I'm not defined by what I've been. I, 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 I struggle with drinking. That don't make me a drunk. I'm saved now. And my new definition is I'm in process. Y'all didn't hear what I said. I struggle with chemical uh, substance abuse, but I ain't nobody's drug addict. I, I'm saved now. Don't label me and make me stay where I was. I need you to find four people and say, I'm in process. I'm in process. I struggle, I struggle with same-sex attraction, but don't try to stick me in a category. Some of y'all that condemn them have the same issues as well. You need to say, I'm in process. Y'all didn't hear what I said. You better stand at your tomb and look in your tomb and say, you know what? 
It's tough. It's rough. But I just recognize something. Ain't nobody in the tomb. into the tomb of my own life, seen my own brokenness, seen my own failure, seen my own sin, but I see the mercy of God. I see the grace of God, so I can't look down on nobody because the same God that's delivering you is delivering me too. My God, hallelujah. I need somebody to stoop down and look into your tomb and I need you to notice that you ain't in the tomb anymore. They tried to kill Mary Magdalene's influence. They tried to kill her reputation. They tried to make her something that she was not. She was broken. She was hysterical. She did have emotional issues. She did have seven demons. But I'll take what I am, but don't try to make me something that I ain't. My God. Hallelujah. Seven demons came out of her. Seven means completion. She was completely bound. She was completely oppressed, completely possessed. But when he touched her, everything changed in her I need somebody that's ever been bound to make some Holy Ghost noise in the building. And what I was does not change what I'm getting ready to be. And what I was does not define who I'm becoming. And the abuse I face will not be the final chapter of my life. Say yes. Preach, man. Preach, man. I need y'all sisters to help me. This is y'all's gold conference. Tell two or three women, say, restore her. Right by the tomb, restore her. While she's weeping, restore her. While she's stooping down, restore her. When she sees Jesus, restore her. Bring back everything she lost. I've come to declare everything that's been lost is on its way back. Your money's coming back. Your children are coming back. Your relationships are coming back. The anointing is coming back. Your money is coming. Oh, my God. My God. My God. I got a secret to tell you. Anybody want resurrection in the building? You can't have a resurrection until you have a death. Look at somebody and say, I'm a candidate for resurrection. My stuff died. My business died. My credibility died. My 
reputation died, my, my love died, my peace died, my joy died. But you can't have a resurrection unless something dies. There have been enough deaths in my life that has got me positioned for a resurrection. So I've decided I'm not going to wait till I see it. I'm going to shout now for the resurrection that's coming. Help me praise him for the resurrection that's on his way. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Sometimes if you don't see the reality of the tomb, you got to stoop down. You got to get down a little bit. You got to humble yourself a little bit. You got to come down from your high horse. You got to get up off your seven inch stilettos. You got to come down for a minute. You got to come out of your beauty. You got to come out of your makeup. You got to come out of being cute. You got to come out of appearances. You got to come out of what do they think about me. You got to come out of what do they call me. You got to stoop down so you can see the reality of your situation. So she stooped down. And when she stooped down, she saw angels. Started out just seeing a tomb. Now she's seeing angels. Touch somebody and say, we're on our way somewhere. Started out empty tomb. Now I see some angels. Now the angels talking to me. Want to know why I'm crying. What you mean why I'm crying? Jesus died two days ago. And I can't find him. Where is he? Y'all can't help me. Let me leave out this tomb. Every now and then, you got to go past the preacher. You got to go past the deacon. You got to go past the angels and find Jesus for yourself. I need you to shake somebody's hand and say, you need to meet him for yourself. I know you met him once before, but you need to meet him again. You need to find him again. You need to run to him again. You've been hanging out with sinners. You need to run to Jesus. Your renewal is tied up in your restoration. And your restoration is tied up in your personal connection with Jesus. Then Jesus being the good coach that he is, he want to ask questions. Ah, uh, sis, just wondering what it is that's going on with you. Because now she's, she's somewhat restored, but she still needs revelation. Can I tell you that you can start with your restoration when you got saved, but now you need revelation. So you can't just run on, on I'm restored. I'm not what I used to be. Thank God. I'm good. No, now you need revelation of the word. You need revelation of the truth so that you never go back to the stuff you used to be in because you've got revelation in the word. And so Jesus says, come on, come on, girl. We need to, we need to talk because I'm getting ready to show you something because what I'm about to show you will keep you from ever going back what I'm about to reveal to you is going to be the, 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 the wall 
that keeps you from going back. See, you see, there's something about coming in contact with him. There's something about getting to know him. You, you, you know, there's some places I can't go back to. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him in my heart. You can't make me doubt him because I know too much about him. You can't make me doubt him in my heart. You see, what I know I didn't get out of a book. What I know I got from my tomb. What I know I got from coming out of my own darkness. That's how I know him like I know him. It's because I met him for myself. So Jesus is saying to her, Jesus is saying to her at that very moment, Jesus is saying, listen, you need to understand very clearly why you're crying and who you're looking for. Sisters, can I talk to you for a second? Can I ask you those two questions? Why are you crying and who you're looking for? And the second question is as important as the first one. Why are you crying? Now, sis, here's why I'm asking you why you're crying. Because you have now looked in and the tomb is empty. Why are you still crying? You already know what he did for you. Why are you still crying? In other words, why are you still mourning over yesterday when he brought you out? Who keeps taking you back there? Who keeps pulling you back there? What's the song you keep listening to that's got you crying over yesterday's pain? It ain't God. It ain't the Holy Ghost. He ain't drawing you back. He said, this one thing I do, I'm forgetting what's behind me, and I'm pressing forward to the things that are ahead. What did you do that you can't get away from? Because your saying I can't get away from it makes you bigger than the grace of God. I don't care what you did. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what you're wrong or your sin was or what the issue was or what the problem was. The blood has delivered you from that. I need you for 30 seconds to embrace the blood and the forgiveness of Jesus and the mercy of God in your life. Listen, if you're going to stop crying, you might as well stop on October 16th. 2022. This might be this will be the final day. You wipe the tears of your yesterday's failure and say, I will not cry over yesterday anymore. Come on, come on, wipe that, wipe that, wipe that, wipe that, wipe that, wipe that. I'm not crying over you. And, 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 then, and, and then he says, then he says, not only why are you crying, but he said, Who are you looking for? So says, this is all my question for you is what you looking for? What you looking for? What you, what, you, what you looking for to satisfy you that you don't already have? <laughs> Come on, y'all, sister, don't be mad. I just, I'm asking the question because Jesus asked Mary Magdalene, said, you talking to your Savior? She, he says, what are you looking for? He's trying to get her to confess something. She says, because she's still living in the past, they crucified Jesus, and I'm trying to find him. And Brother Gardner, if you know where he is, you need to tell me. You know, she broke bad on You need to tell me where he is. 
I ain't playing with you and your gardening self. You need to handle your business, but my Jesus is missing. You need, I don't need nobody to help me out. You need to tell me where he is. I will go get him myself. And then when she broke like that, he called her name, Mary. And when he said her name, she said, oh, my God, it's Jesus. It's him. You see, every now and then in the middle of your anger, in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your frustration, you need to stop and worship until you hear him call your name. And, oh, and when he calls your name, it'll change everything. It'll change all your circumstances. The problem that some of you are having is you rush out of his presence before he gets a chance to call your name. You give up too fast. You turn too quick. You let somebody else define you. You let somebody else tell you it ain't going to work. You need to stand your ground. Can I find five sisters that will stand their ground as I'm standing my ground right here. And I'm telling you devil, I am not backing up. I am not moving. I am believing God. I'm going to trust him every step of the way. I'm going all the way with God. I won't why? Because I had a revelation. I done ran into Jesus for myself. You can't make me doubt it. I know too much about it. Now, she gets the revelation, y'all. So now, watch y'all. She gets restored at the tomb. Then she gets revelation right outside the tomb. She's about to get released into the call of God. But she had to get restored and get revelation first. See, you can't really run with this message, sis, until you have begun to believe in your own restoration. Because the story that you tell the world has got to be a story that's working in your life. And, and, then, and then because the devil is not going to play fair, he will hit women. Y'all ain't going to talk to a brother now. He ain't no gentleman. He's a fool. He will knock you out. He will beat you like you stole something. He will turn you every way but loose. But you got the blood on you. You got a name inside you. You have a revelation of someone. And it is the revelation of who he is that makes you stand. And the reason why you can be a voice in a so-called man's world James Brown had it half right. It's a man's world. And he just kept saying it. It's a man's world. It's a man's world. And then the Holy Ghost corrected him. But it wouldn't be nothing. Y'all didn't hear what I said. But it wouldn't be nothing. It's your world, but you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Therefore, it can't be your world because you got to it through her. My God. Ain't never been a man come to earth other than Adam who didn't have to make his passageway through a woman in order to get here. That's why I ain't mad at you, sis. You're the gateway to life. You're the entrance into revelation. You're the way into revival. You're the way into a changed world. I ain't mad at you. I need you to be who you're supposed to be because life is waiting for the gateway to open and abuse, struggle, and sin and insecurity has tried to shut down the gateway. But I come to declare this morning, now afternoon, that the gateway is getting ready to open up again. 
I've come to declare this morning, this afternoon, that God is about to do a new thing. What about the brothers? Oh, y'all, trust me. We coming up too. And the ones of us that are secure, we ain't got no problem with y'all. We ain't got no problem with y'all. I hear sisters say, hey, you know, Bishop, uh, he gets, I, I, was, I, was, I was seeing someone, but they really struggled with me making more money than them. Baby, if you can make more than me, I will drive you to work. I will carry your stuff. I will do whatever I got to do. I needs me somebody. <laughs> I say, I, I say, he crazy. Something wrong with him. Something wrong. You you want to you want the whole household to be less to make her less. Something wrong with that math. That's that new math. Shoot, this old 1959 math said, if you bring in more than me, that means we got more. Thank you, Jesus. And you love me? Oh, no. I see retirement in my future. <laughs> do, you, do your thing, sister. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. Brothers that secure, we good with y'all. We want y'all to rise. We want you to become. We're praying for you. We're pushing you along. We're saying, come on, we can't do this alone. We need help. This ain't, the, this ain't competition. This is completion. You don't, you're not convenient me. You compliment me. You, 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 make me. you make me better. And the better you are, the better I am. The better the sisters in CRC are, the better the whole church is. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Jesus didn't have no problem in a world where they didn't even speak to women in public. Jesus made them put it in the book that I called my disciples, but we couldn't go nowhere, and we couldn't do nothing, we had no money, and we couldn't even start the first evangelistic meeting till we got Mary Magdalene, who had seven demons, and Joanna and Susanna, because we needed them to bring their money because they were the strategic partners for the expansion of the kingdom. Lord, have mercy, y'all. If I was sitting out there with y'all, I'd be hollering, Preach! The strategic partners were Mary Magdalene with her formerly demon-possessed self, Joanna, Susanna, and, and he just named a few because he didn't want to intimidate everybody. So he only named three, but there were several. There were a bunch of them. The Bible calls it a company. <laughs> Y'all worried about women being over companies? Did Jesus put them over his? They was a whole company of women that was all bringing in what was needed, doing that thing. And I said, well, they, were, but were they preaching? Well, does it matter? Because if you can't preach till they write a check. <laughs> I mean, if you Peter and you got a word... But you got to go get with Mary Magdalene first. So young pay the hotel and the camel Lexus. Before we can even go to the meeting. That looked like in charge to me. 
So here he releases it. I'm almost done, y'all. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Don't do that, y'all, because I will preach till tomorrow. Release her. If I had time, I'd tell you three things. I'd tell you to watch how she sows, watch how she flows, watch how she goes. If I had time, I don't have time, y'all, but if I had time, I'd tell you that it started out with demons. It started out with brokenness. It started out with tears. started out in bondage. It started out with loss, but it didn't end that way because the Lord knew how to, one, release her money. Touch your neighbor and say, watch how she sows. She understood money for missions. She understood money for kingdom expansion. She understood money. She, she, now, now, she might have handled her, her, her Mary Kay. She might have she handled her, 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 her stiletto. She might have handled all of that. She might have done all that too. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure what her priorities were, but I am sure what her priority was. Her priority was kingdom. In other words, she had become a woman who could be trusted because she had a mind that said, this Jesus delivered me from seven demons, and so if I can get his ministry out there, then I can get more people delivered. So I'm going to take my wealth, which was not gained from prostitution. I can take my wealth. She was from a fishing town. She probably owned some fishing businesses, or the word Magdala means castle. She could have been indirect royalty. We don't know, but she had money. Uh, Jesus doesn't tell us where it came from, but all he wanted to know was, can you put it in the ministry? I need you to understand very clearly that when you bring what you have, God will open that up. Now, how many of you are thinking, uh, 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 you just talking about giving it what about me how am I going to be blessed you see if you become a river and not a reservoir it cannot flow through you till it comes to you and so it, it, it ain't about you just saying well I'm going to give everything away no no you, you might give everything away but it's just going to keep on coming and keep on coming and keep on coming because you got to watch how she sows and every woman of God you got to watch how you sow what are you doing with what God has given you where are you planting what God has given you have you decided that you're not just going to pay the light bill but you're going to send somebody to college have you decided you're not just going to buy new clothes but you're going to buy clothes for folk that can't buy clothes for themselves you might be sitting and you thinking you can't talk to me like that because I ain't got two dimes to rub together right now. Oh, this may be the prophetic word that brings you out of that situation because maybe you might not have because all you've thought about is having. Maybe you step into the realm of giving, then you'll always have because I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. I've watched him over my life and he'll always make a way for the giver. The giver who refreshes others shall automatically be refreshed herself. I need somebody to holler loud, restore her. Somebody to holler, reveal to her. Somebody to holler, release her. Watch how she sows and watch how she, watch how she flows. And so she goes to the upper room with everybody else and gets the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the outpouring of the Spirit of God on her life because she ain't just sowing but she's flowing and she's flowing in what all that God has for her and, and she's moving in God and watching God make waves and so now she's been invited into the upper room and the poor Holy Spirit's being poured out. The Bible says and we didn't go to it, Acts 1 around 13 and 14 talks about how uh, uh, Mary the mother of Jesus was there and the other women were all in there too, 120 of them so the disciples and women and it was probably a majority of women who were gathered in the 120 in the upper room and the Holy Ghost was poured out because Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene would not just be a woman watch this, who knew how to handle money she would be a woman who knew how to handle ministry because she had power in her life 
She was not carnal. She was spiritual. She recognized the power of God. Watch how she flows. And then she understands her global message that I'm called to help take this gospel around the world. Watch how she sows. Watch how she flows. Watch how she goes. Women of God, would you stand with me, please? Come on, ladies, stand. Brothers, just pray with me as we believe God for the sisters that we love. Come on, ladies, stand and honor Jesus. Come on, worship him right where you are. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I simply pray with my sisters that as they weep, let them weep their last time over yesterday. As they cry out to God, let them recognize the presence of God. Let them today accept restoration, accept revelation, and accept their release into a world that desperately needs them. I thank you for doing it. Brothers, would you stand and just start worshiping with Lydia's coming to have final words and closing prayer. But brothers, would you all stand too and let's begin to worship God. Can you begin to call on the name of Jesus? Come on, come on, everybody. Come on, call on the name of the Lord in this place. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Bless the name of Jesus. Now, ladies, if you feel comfortable, could you grab the hand of your sister? I'm going to come down and do the same. Because this message was for all of us. And there's a strength when we stand together. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you for the word of God that's come over us today. I thank you that we've been released, even out of dark places, into your marvelous light, oh God. I thank you, God, that we will no longer stay in the pit of despair, the pit of destruction, but you are making crooked things straight, oh God, in our lives wrong thinking and bad habits God old ways of thinking God you are straightening those things out in us you are the lifter of our heads oh God I thank you for the hand of the sister that I'm holding today to know God that you've called us to walk together oh God no longer pulling each other down but lifting one another up on the high place on the rock that is our salvation together God through your son Jesus revelation has been revealed to us so oh God we don't want to just come together to places that just feel good but we want to feel God wherever we are oh Lord we thank you Lord that we are not defined by our yesterday but we will walk in the power of our present day knowing that your hand has been upon us from the very beginning I thank you Lord for the words that's come over us this whole week long God reminding us that you know us by name and now as we know our name we are daughters of the most high God we thank you that you have given us the strength and the power the resilience of the generations that come before us the strength of our great-grandmother who washed floors the strength of our grandmother who stood strong in adversity the strength of our mother who may have had someone who left her but she stood strong for her children so we stand in the prayers of our generations knowing God that you have been flowing through us to release us into something maybe we've never seen before but what is faith that is seen we hope in the unseen knowing our faith will be lifted 
above our past. It will be lifted above our failure. It will be lifted to a place, oh God, where you will get the glory and you will get the honor. Great things you will do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to celebrate with you and we have some tools to help you on your journey. Just text JESUS to 48074. To find out more about Calvary Revival Church, text GUEST to 48074. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening. Now go out and make a difference.